Hi everyone, Nick here. Um, we've got another special episode of Disaster Dark. Um, this is going to be P-Dub's trip to Disneyland Paris that he did last week. Um, we didn't feel that uh, there'd been enough Disney news really to make a whole show this week, so this will fill the gap. Um, and I think some of you might be a bit sick of Disneyland Paris. So the good news is, after this week's show, um, there'll be more focus on the other parks again. So thank you for sticking with us, and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one on at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa Fastpass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Hey, P-Dubs here, uh, just for this bonus episode of Disaster Dark. Um, I'm sitting in the Mouse's Head pub garden at the moment on what can only be explained as one of the hottest days of the year in the UK. Um, on my lunch break, on my first day back after a week-long trip to Disneyland Paris, um, this episode was actually going to be something very different originally. It was originally just going to be a trip report. Um, but I decided to do something a bit different. After the, the announcement last week, obviously, that, that Walt Disney Company was purchasing Disneyland Paris outright after the, the share option, after they hit 97%. And now I know last week's episode, I, obviously I missed that because I was actually at the park at the time. Um, talking about that on that last episode. Um, but I was going to look at something different. Having now, obviously, as I said, I've spent the last last week or so at, at Disneyland Paris um, and been an annual pass holder now for nearly a, nearly a year um, and I wanted to look at something different rather than just giving you a, an out and out trip report I thought I, was, I could look at uh, some of the ways that that Disneyland Paris will now hopefully improve the things that they're missing compared to the US parks I think you have to look at the key word for me now for Disneyland Paris's consistency, I think that's where they lack. And this isn't a bash of the park or or anything of the people that work there or anything. Um, possibly, yep, I might be stepping on next soapbox a little bit here, but um, I just feel that there's just some, some things that they that they lack with the the consistency. So, so starting, I'm going to start with the the little things. I really, and people might not see it as a little thing, but. The consistency in the training of of the cast members, um, it's not. 
not even something big, but it, it just frustrated me. Um, being an annual pass holder, you get free hire of a child's stroller every day. Now, there's no explanation as to how it works or anything. You just go up and they tell you, oh, here you go, there's a voucher. Um, write your name on a bit of paper and, and go there. Um, so did that first day, no problems. Didn't say anything about you having to give it back before you left the park or, or anything. And now that might, might be common sense to some people, but for someone that had never used it before, it's not. Um, so no problems, we, we had our day in the park. Uh, my son was tired, um, so we took him back to the hotel in the stroller. No problems, they let us out, no issues, went through the through the turnstiles with it, no problems at all. Comes to the second day, we do the same, we go to the, the studios park this time, and we get to go to leave, and I get stopped and told I can't take it with me, and I'm like, well, yesterday I was allowed to, yet today... I'm being told something different. So it's just those little things, the lack of, lack of training, and, and a couple of other, other little things. And, yeah, I know it's in France, but when people make out that they speak perfect English, it's a little bit worrying when you order a meal and you get something wrong. Um, my, we, we went to the Lucky Nugget uh, one night in, in Thunder Mesa there. Um, in... And the food was a lot, was good enough. It was fine, no problems with that. A little bit expensive, well, fairly expensive for what it is. I know during the day that they have um, a, a puppet show with Woody and Jesse and Bullseye. Well, by the time we got there, it was it was five o'clock, and I'll, I'll go on to this. The reason why we chose it, um, but there's no show at that point. I think it finishes at like half three, four o'clock. Yet they still charge the same price. Um, and it wasn't cheap for what it was. Um, for what felt like a quick service. Though you, you go to a till and you get it, it brought to you later on. It still felt like a quick, quick service meal. And I, we felt it was fairly ex- expensive for what it was. Um, but going off tangent. Um, we all ordered an ice cream sundae. One for me. One for my wife and one for my son. Um, I got mine. I got the chocolate one. My son got his. Um, again, chocolate. My wife tried to order the, the, the berry flavoured sauce on hers. Yet when it was brought to us, she got fruit salad. Which, it's fairly easy to tell the difference between fruit salad. And we even even pointed it out on the menu. And it just worries me that, that some of the training isn't being, isn't being done properly, um, isn't being checked whether people actually do speak enough English to be sat on a till. It's, it's fair enough if, you, if you're somewhere that you're not customer-facing if you don't speak perfect English. But it's a bit worrying when you're serving thousands and thousands of customers a day if you, if you can't understand English well enough that, um, that you're getting meals wrong. Um, as I said, I, I was going to explain a little bit as the, the reasoning behind going to the Lucky Nugget. We didn't have a lot of choice, to be fair. We'd, we'd originally chosen um, the barbecue place, the, the cowboy cookout, um, only to find that it was shut and had been all day and was the next day as well. 
um, with with no real reason, um, other than the fact that it looked like they couldn't be bothered to open it. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't quiet by any standards last week. Um, you were still looking at some some rides over an hour hour's wait to get on them. So it wasn't quiet. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was out of season, as such. Um, obviously, a lot of British schools are still at school, and I imagine the French are as well. But teenagers have finished their exams and have finished school for the year, um, so it's not quiet. It's not quiet, and I just I don't understand why they've got whole restaurants closed. Um, so we tried to go there and found that that was closed. Um, basically, the area looks like it's used as a picnic base for people. Um, while it's not open, um, we even tried. We tried the. We tried Friday as well before we left. It was closed again, even though Woody was still doing his meet and greet just opposite. It just seemed a little bit like they couldn't be bothered to open them. And we, we even tried. Uh, we li- tried the the last chance saloon straight after uh, the cowboy cookout, and that was closed as well. And this was at five o'clock in the afternoon. The park was open until eleven o'clock at night and they're closing all their quick service and we were just like so in all honesty we didn't have much of a choice but to go to to the lucky nugget um i don't know whether the silver spur was open but again that is that's a sit-down meal and that's not what we were looking for we've got a four-year-old little boy um and by that point he's tired and he just wants some food he doesn't we don't want to go and sit down and have a full meal at that time of the day um but yeah, just just a little bit of inconsistency, um, and I think you'll find that's the same for for the rest of the park. I, I think uh, the cafe Hyperion might be open at that time, but I don't know what they're serving. Whether it's just snacks, it seems like unless you're on kind of Main Street, where you've got Casey's, um, certainly Fantasyland doesn't have any proper quick service meals. I would say anyway. Um, so unless you're on, on Main Street or you want a sit-down meal, um, you'll be lucky to get anything after five o'clock, which I would consider tea time, dinner time, whatever you want to call it, um, rather than shutting everything down at that time, especially with the parks being open so late. Um, it's, it really is inconsistent in, in that, that way, shape and form. Um, and another thing I think especially for families, and I know in the States, all the, the Disney hotels have got a quick service area. Disneyland Paris doesn't. Um, and I think that's, that's really poor. Every single hotel, it's either a buffet or a sit-down meal. Um, and as I said, you don't always want that after a long day at a park. Certainly not with young children. They just want to grab something. And, and I know you've got Disney villages in such close proximity, but you still have to go out, and especially in the weather we're having, it was it was nearly thirty degrees every day while we were in Paris. For for us Brits, that's positively sweltering, and it's a different kind of heat to to what you get in the US. And the US are prepared for it; you've got air conditioning and and everything like that. So it's it's a little bit kind of like why do you do it? So hopefully, with the with the takeover, that they'll they'll now be able to kind of build on that and hopefully we'll see some of those um those quick service menus being put into the hotels now this is another another thing that i'm i'm going to move on to 
maybe not so much consistency, but um, for me, the, the hotels, though it's cost them a lot at the time when they opened, I think they built too many at the time that they opened, it's now, for me, getting to the point where there aren't enough hotels. And, and that touches on the, the, the quick service meals as well in the hotels. There's not enough room for them to build these restaurants inside the, the hotels mainly due to the fact that the rooms are permanently full, so they can't take rooms out of these hotels. So it's coming to the point where I know the Cheyenne's now coming to the end of its refurb, um, and I know they've the Cheyenne and the Santa Fe now have a Starbucks in them, but the, the selection wasn't huge for, for food. Um, so fingers crossed that they... Um, so that, that continues. I would hope to see more maybe Starbucks going into the hotels... Um, but I can't see where they've got room to expand. So the New York is due to go under a year-long refurb. I wonder whether it's now time to maybe forget that and build a new hotel. Um, so we'll then take some more of those... You could take some rooms out of the other hotels to build quick-service restaurants and, and things like that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that Disney may now look at that and and move on um but yeah and i think and I, i've already talked about it i think the consistency and the the opening times of the parks is is dreadful the the, the disneyland park is open till 11 o'clock every night at the moment um might even possibly be 12 at weekends i'm not sure um but the studios park it's only open till six o'clock um, it doesn't give you, a, especially in this weather, it doesn't give you a lot of time to be in that park at all. Um, so fingers crossed that, that, that Disney might look at that as well. I just all round, I think they need to pick up that consistency of of the um, of the US parks. The US parks are open till ten, eleven, twelve o'clock all the time, um, and it's not just one park at a time. I know Animal Kingdom's been a different ball game altogether before Pandora opened but but now I'm hoping fingers crossed that that's that's now moving into later opening times but all the other the other three parks are always open till the to the late hours of the day even early morning um and Disneyland Paris doesn't feel like that and I know during the during the winter it's a little bit more difficult it gets a heck of a lot colder in in Paris than it does at the US parks but even during the summer you're finding as i said the studios park is open till 6 o'clock in the evening um and that touches on on the the, the restaurant thing as well that oh, quite clearly the restaurants in Hollywood studio in uh, the studios park aren't open because the park's not open and it just doesn't it doesn't give you that that choice um yeah, there's that, and and I I really they've started to use RFID in some of the hotels. We stayed in the in the Newport Bay Club, um, and we had an RFID card this time. So they are mo- they're moving on to to similar things to to the US parks, and hopefully that's just the the start of things with with Disney taking over. I for one, I wasn't a shareholder in Disneyland Paris, so that's not made any any difference to me at all. Um, I just hope that this takeover is is going to make a difference. Um, as I said, training, hours kept, a lack of 
of service. I just, I, I don't understand how they do it, how they how they run, and it, it's it's plain to see why they've been been running out of money for me, um, because there just isn't. There's so many options that they could be doing to make more money, and they don't. Um, another thing that that's only just come to me in the last hour or so is a, a distinct lack of um, merchandise variants. I think when you, you look in the States, you've got Memento Mori based on Phantom Manor. Uh, Haunted Mansion even. I've got Phantom Manor stuck in my head. But at Disneyland Paris, you've got a little like cart with maybe a T-shirt or two on it. Um, and it's just every single shop you go into seems to have the same things. There's not... There's a couple of shops that maybe sell some more upmarket clothing, and you've got a couple of, of shops that sell ornaments and, and things like that. Like, like we love Harrington's on, on Main Street and the Disney Gallery and Disney Village. But they're the only... There's no... They all seem to be selling the same things. There's no variance on... Just a lack of attraction-themed stuff as well, like... You go to Tower of Terror in the States and they've got a whole shop full of Tower of Terror stuff. You go in the Tower of Terror shop in, in the studios and there's maybe one or two T-shirts based on the ride and that's it. Um, and it just... They also need to learn when they're going to take rides down as well. At the moment, you're, you're missing two of the major rides at the same time um, in, the, in the main park. You've, Pirates of the Caribbean has been down since... October, I think, and it's, it's still closed. It's due to open next month. Um, but you've also now got Small World down again. Um, that's been down for for a long time, and I think just an overall planning, I think, needs work. Um, so fingers crossed that that now uh, the Walt Disney Company have got a hold of it. It's going to be interesting to see what what happens. Whether Catherine Powell stays in charge, whether she she continues reporting the same way as she has been, as as kind of I I would imagine an external um, supplier as such. Um, whether she starts re- reporting to someone else, or whether someone else comes in and takes over, whether it becomes Bob Chapek's job, I don't know. Um, we shall see. But it's exciting times, certainly for, for people that go to, to Disneyland Paris on a regular basis. Definitely think it's exciting times, and I'm sure you all heard how the deal happened on on the last episode. So, but I just wanted to give my insight of someone that's become a regular visitor over the last nine to twelve months, um, and had, had spent a bit of time. I know, I know, Craig spent quite a bit of time earlier in the year over there, um, and I think he probably feels the same about about where they can go and where they can improve. Um, the only other thing that I can I can think of is cashing in on on certain things. Like in the states, you've obviously got Halloween parties and Christmas parties. Um, Disneyland Paris don't seem to have known how to to function in that area. Um, hopefully, being under the same umbrella as everybody else now, um, that they'll be able to look at that. And there's there's definitely room room for that. I think from an expanding European love of Halloween as such. Um, I really hope that they do do cash in on that. I know they do like a one-night thing for Halloween and they used to do other things. They used to have like a more adult-themed Halloween Horror Nights type 
event at the at the studios instead. But that that went by the wayside a couple of years ago. Um, so just really hoping that they um, they can do something with that. But yeah, it's just a consistency I think that Disneyland Paris has lacked. That hopefully being with the the US parks now will will give them something extra um, in that. So so thanks for listening. Um, it might have been me just rambling on for for twenty minutes, but. It's just I, I kind of and it's not a bash at the park or anything. And as I said, it might might seem like I'm I'm stepping on Nick's soapbox, but hopefully not. And hopefully, fans of the the Disneyland Paris parks will understand where I'm coming from. And and hopefully, the the fans of the US parks will will get to know a little bit more about Disneyland Paris in that sense. So as I said, thank you for listening, and we'll have another episode up shortly, I'm sure. And I'll see you next time. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you.